I'm ready. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the No More Movies podcast. We need another one. We're doing another episode. <laughs> We're doing it again, even though you guys didn't ask for it. <laughs> today, today, I'm, I'm, I'm here. My name is Mia Del Judice. For those who don't know, um, I'm here with my my big brother, the Broski. Whoa! Hey, I'm Lucien <laughs> Oriol. I'm Lou. Y'all know who it is. Hello, hello, hello. Hola, cómo está? <laughs> I'm here. We are also multilingual. In case y'all didn't, I'm joking. No, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a big lie. But we're here uh, again to talk about some more movies. Um, Today's two, two favorite ones, I'd say. Two good I would ones. say I'm really shocked that I'm. I'm actually. I'm not shocked. It only took. We've only done one episode. This is only the yeah. second episode that we've done. <laughs> and we already said a twenty four. A twenty four movies. I love movies. Let's do a twenty four. Let's uh. Let's do they, they do great stuff. Yeah. Oh man, but, this is the, and, our most our most film bro quality. Um, but yeah, we can't help it. It is but, uh, deliciously. It's delicious. Spend but, eighty dollars on this a twenty four sweatshirt right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the two movies that we're going to talk about today, or more so the person and the and his movies that we're going to talk about today, is our man, the one, the only, Mister Ari Aster, the legend. The legend. Legend has it he's somewhere right now being spooky, being weird. <laughs> yeah, directed. He's got a movie coming out with Joaquin Phoenix, so that's. Double up oh, weirdness. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's gonna be too. It's gonna be too much. I'm not even ready for it. Yeah. But today we're gonna talk about Ari Aster's two feature films, Hereditary and Midsommar. First up, get yeah. right into it. We're gonna jump. So we're gonna break it up into two parts. We're gonna try and because these movies are really really dense. Because that's why we love them so much. So we're probably gonna try and talk about hereditary first for about 30 or so minutes and then try and like hard turn to midsummer <laughs> but it's the next 30 happen. minutes but I it's know. not gonna we're gonna try it so hard guys trust us we're gonna <laughs> just go with us on this ride we're gonna try and not take it off the rails first things first both, me ta- yeah first things first me taking it off the rails uh <laughs> when <laughs> in hereditary when um, my, my first, holy crap, I know this movie is going to be, like, just different, like, different, different, mm-hmm. was when, at the funeral, her mom, her mom has died, Tony, Tony Coletti's, well, hold on, let me, you know what, let me just, let me just start it off so people know exactly what we're talking about, let me just read the, the, the write-up for the oh, movie. Oh, the synopsis? This is, oh, hell yeah, this is, the, this is the extremely long synopsis for the movie. A grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences. Oh. oh. <laughs> Just one sentence. One Man, sentence. that's confidence right there. God damn <laughs> Ari Aster said, I don't need to say nothing. He, he literally said, said, say less. He said, nah, <laughs> he said all right. Less, say y'all, less. y'all said, say less? Bet. But yes, I knew this movie was going to be different. Just, just stupid different. When the scene, when... They're at her mother's funeral. Tony Coletti uh is has just given like the the eulogy at her mom's funeral. And then um Millie is her Millie Shapiro's character? Yes, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie. She goes up to the cof- the coffin and she's like looking at her her grandma and then she turns around and that dude is just smiling at her. Oh my god, yeah. <sighs> so creepy. creepy. He looks like a even creepier um 
just I can't remember the wrestler's name. Uh, Brock Lesnar. He looks like a <laughs> extremely creepier Brock Lesnar. Just like uh, just gross, just, so just gross. nasty, yeah. just the nastiest. I think and- the scene for me that did it. It was near the beginning too. It was after they got back from the funeral, and this I caught this like the first time I watched it. But I don't think anybody else did. When they get back home to the house, you can hear somebody, somebody's footsteps <gasps> just running around in the house. I'm like, wait, mother, is somebody in the house? What the fuck is this? <laughs> but like, it, but he didn't like call attention to it. He didn't do anything with it. It was just like, oh shit, somebody's in the house. Wait, what the fuck it's, is this movie? Wait. And it's so, oh, that's, and that's what I feel like. I feel like we and we've I feel like we've talked about this and I think the person yeah, that probably introduced this idea to us is is like mommy and daddy like talking about movies but because they always said they're one of their favorite things about it, like a movie or like a mystery and how they know it's great is when you watch it back like the second the third the fourth the fifth the sixth yes. time knowing the twists knowing the turns and yet the the director the the editors the the writing team has still managed Everything. to put in so many little nuggets that every single time you watch it, you find something new and you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah, of course. Because even like when we're going to get into Midsommar, but even with Hereditary, when I rewatched it last week in preparation for this, I caught like so many new little things. Like I never realized that when, Char- let, um, when Charlie is making those figurines at the table before she sees her grandmother out in the field, those are the same figurines that are on, um, oh gosh, and out the woman who betrays the sparks. Yes, that she those are the same. Fig- yes, yeah, those are the same figurines on the table when uh, Tony Annie Cody goes, goes over there, the- right? Yeah, goes over there. Yeah, when she goes over there and they're just sitting on, like, oh my god. Oh. And also, I never. This is another one I caught. I didn't realize this movie's so fucking good. I'm getting so excited. Wait, <laughs> hold on. When um, when she Usa. when when she, yeah, Usa, yeah, I gotta s- slow myself down. I'm talking all fast and shit. When oh, uh, Charlie is eating the chocolate bar, it's crunching. So, like, the chocolate bar has nuts in it, but I think it's just whenever uh, Payman manifests himself, that's when, like, she has the allergic reaction. Well, no, I think when she was chewing it, it was, like, supposed to be, like, a crispy, like, a crispy wafer. Oh, it was like a crunch bar. Wait for yeah. you. Okay, so never mind. But, just know. but but I will say that would have been a good. That would have been. That would have been one. tight. Ari yeah. Aster, you need to come get your boy over here. No, don't. Into- <laughs> no, hard pass. No, thank you. I'd be too scared. <laughs> I'm too stressed out. Big spooks. I yeah yeah. Remember- see, that's how good this movie is. I'm looking for stuff that ain't even really there. Our hereditary guy was questioning our whole reality. I feel like every, and I feel like also anybody who knows, I feel like anybody who knows me knows like this, this episode is coming to no, like it's no surprise to them because at any given time, any, any point where I'm given the opportunity to talk about any movie, not even specific genres, I still manage to always bring up Hereditary no matter what. (laughs) Somebody can be like, Hey, you seen any good Nicole Kidman movies lately? And I'll be like, Oh yeah, I saw yeah, so yeah. Ari Aster made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this other movie with an Australian actress named Tony Collette. And Tony Collette. <laughs> Have you seen it? Have you seen this one? Oh, man. And she's so... I still... Yeah. Wow. Really, every, every time I think about it, I get so angry. When I think about that scene, when she is going off on Peter at the dinner table, 
Yeah, and what a, wow. And I think about it, and I tell myself, I've, I watched it. I remember watching it for the first time, and I remember telling myself, this is incredible. This is, this is just real and natural and just Tony Collette being her and it's inc- just a great performance and then i tell myself after I've, I've, I've like you know it's been like a week or two or a month or two i haven't watched hereditary in a while and i'm like dang well was it really that good maybe i'm dragging it maybe i'm maybe i'm dragging it <laughs> and then i myself? go back exactly and then i go back and i think that it. chocolate bar had nuts in it did i trick <laughs> myself <laughs> <laughs> and then i go back and watch it and i'm like you know what absolutely not i was completely right toy Collette was giving she was she was giving mother she was giving she was giving anger. She was giving grief. She was giving us just just yeah. uh, the range of human emotion. And the Oscars said, we will never recognize horror or fantasy for what it is. We are only <laughs> going to nominate... Lord of the Rings, no thanks. Exactly. They said we will only nominate movies that have to do with black people being slaves or white people in the 1970s uh, or Quentin Tarantino saying the N-word. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Or Jared Leto being fake trans. No, <laughs> anything else? No, thank you. <laughs> they said no, we don't want to see it. We don't it. need we don't any of see it. it. And talking it about was... Tony Collette like doing grief, that, but back to the dinner scene for a second. Just like her saying that fucking face on your face is such like a mom thing to say. Like you're just so angry, so... you're not saying words correctly, and you're just yeah. Yes. And then she like so angry, and then she immediately calms down. Like I have seen our mom do that. Like that's like just like that level of anger. And then you immediately just just like um collapses in on itself. Just, it's so oh gosh, yeah. Just take like just takes it aback immediately. Shout outs to mommy. Shout outs to Shroom Memorial. Yeah, but mommy, yeah. <laughs> it, it is, and I feel like I've heard like a lot of. I I feel like I don't remember if I I probably read it on like a like on a letterbox comment section or something and i just uh, like internalized my anger and i was really angry but there was a lot of like somebody's criticism of it like i remember people criticizing like her monologue and like that line like the face in your face and they're like oh this is stupid writing what is that your the face on your face and i'm like no that's literally people don't in real life people don't have poignant right beautiful words. speeches yes that they that they that they just come up with off the top of their head and it's not like this and the music isn't playing in the background literally when people are angry and and grieving and they have emotion that's how they speak they don't it do the right is. thing it's great so you're talking about that talking about how the speech didn't have the right words for it a lot of this movie there are the characters not doing the right thing because they're grieving and they're sad and they're angry exactly and that's like and that that's that fucking face on your face that's when um peter alex wolf's character whenever charlie dies in the car he should have gone upstairs to tell his parents what happened, but he's so like beside himself with grief that yes. he just goes to bed and then he just lets Anne, Annie find that just in the next morning. And that's not the right thing to do, but that's what somebody would realistically do if they accidentally killed their sister. Like, like what? But is- you're, you won't. You're not processing that correctly in the moment. Exactly. And, like, how can you tell me what is the right thing to do? Like, man, have you killed your sister yeah. lately and told me, yeah, like, like, what? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, that's what makes this movie so fucking good. It's just, like, it's, you, like, if, it's just grief and trauma depicted so realistically for the world that he's created, but also realistically in, like, our world, I would yes. say. Yes. It's, re- it's so great. 
I read somewhere that he had planned that he had not planned for it to be a horror movie. That he had oh, planned really? for it to be like just a straight family drama of just like like trauma and like mm-hmm. just um, tragedy after tragedy happening and like how Andy processes it. But he like took it and turned it into a horror movie because he realized that it would have been that it 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 had the potential to be even greater with this. And I'm so happy that he and did. It also, yeah, he did. Because it would have been like a straight up bummer if it was just a family drama. It was I would have been like, like, it would have been good, but it would have been like yeah, Arkansas probably. Osage County where like I cry by myself in my room for like three <laughs> hours after like, oh, why is a family uh, Never again. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so, and it's such a, it's such an incredible and unique way to deliver horror because I feel like horror, definitely there's a horror movie recipe and they followed it where, you know, the family goes through something, the family tries to get a new start after going through something, or the fam- like bad things happen and the family's trying to, to, to figure out what's going on together. And then at the end, the monster or the supernatural, whatever it is, reveals itself. Mm-hmm. And even with like kind of sticking to that formula, they still managed to make He managed to make it so incredibly different and unique yes. and new and i feel like the whole time i feel like the whole time when you're watching hereditary you don't you don't feel like you're watching a horror movie you're just like what you're just like what am i watching what is happening yeah because when it ter- when it does turn into a little bit of the horror movie is when charlie dies and then when it turns into even more of a horror movie when they show her head on the side of the road that's Ooh. when everybody in my theater was thinking to themselves or what it seemed like they were thinking was like Whoa, oh, oh, Big no. shout out what to is this? the special effects team on Hereditary. Yeah, for that shout out to everybody. Decapitated who had, head. Like, yeah. <laughs> who took With their the knots out and that boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. And then she, it, it, it definitely, definitely right then, that's when you, when you, when you felt it, when you knew. And then things started happening when, when, oh, God. I, and I keep Peter's getting off track because his, of the movie. Yeah, when Peter's having his panic attack underneath the bleachers, and that's like talking about realistic depiction of grief. He's just he can't even so he can't even smoke weed with his boys without thinking about what he's done. And he's <laughs> just like when you can't get yeah. high no more, that's how you know. Yeah, and he's like and he's just saying my throat is closing up and he's having the same like reaction that Charlie did to the nuts, but he's just having a panic attack because he just can't process the grief it. that he, what he done. It's so it's so heartbreaking. He, it's really just awful. Like everything after Charlie's death is just oh, that's awful. You <laughs> literally when, she, of- when she, I completely had forgotten about it until I rewatched it. Speaking of like just tra- trauma and like grief and the way things happen and how awful it is when he comes home and he's on his but he rides home on his bike and the camera pans over and you see that Tony Collette oh. Annie is just his mom is just waiting in the car because she's been waiting for him. To yeah, get and home. She's laying down. So she, she's got the seat reclined. Yes, yeah. she's got the yeah. seat pulled all the way back. She's homegirl was laying in the cut like she was about to yeah. like sell some dope. Like she was laying in the cut, and when you realize that she was doing it because she's trying to avoid him, and then when the camera pans back over and poor Peter is literally standing there, I literally I felt like he was about three years old when he was standing yeah. there with his hands clenched because he's trying to gain the willpower to go inside. And to like face them again yes. after another day, like he's like, okay, another night, I can okay. do it. I got to go back in this house and face like what I've done. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it's just heartbreaking. It's really, it's just awful. Everything just 
Oh wow! It's just Are we so, realizing that this yeah. is actually just a drama. <laughs> it's just a drama, and then some spooky stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, oh, you just sprink- you just sprinkled some spooky stuff over just a really just dark <laughs> ass family drama. He said we're yeah. gonna have a family drama, but I'm still gonna light Gabriel Bird on fire no matter <laughs> what. <laughs> Even yo, even Steve. Shouts to Gabriel Bird. Like even Steve making like, oh man, because he was so over it at the end. Steve was done. Steve end, was like, yeah. "This is BS," and I'm just trying to live my life. And then the fire literally came and said, "Oh, you want to? You done? Uh, a word? I'm gonna make you well done, son. I'm gonna make you well." Done. <laughs> and he charred him up. Oh, uh, because oh man, because it. It's not a funny movie, but there are some funny parts to it. And what makes me laugh every time is when um, Annie tells, uh, I think Gabriel's burnt hair name is Steve. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. When he tells Steve to go up to the attic to check out what's up there. (laughs) And then he comes back down and he looks at Annie like, this bitch. Like, he looks like like he has had enough of this malarkey. He's He's so tired. He's like, you you, you really dug up your mom's body and put her ass up in the attic you son of yes. a i hate He's you really yeah. looking at her like he wants to give her the white man like gosh darn it karen like yeah. what are you doing <laughs> he's like i'm sick of this flippity flam you can't do this he's so he's so done with all of it he's like over it you can't you had us do this seance in the middle of the living room you got here sleeping in the outhouse out back with the space heater on I can't kiss you anymore. Like, what is exactly? Yeah, you that was like you the go last to the movies, drop. but you really go into this support group to go talk to this lady that's showing you how to summon ghosts. Like, what? Yeah, I'll never trust Ann Dowd ever again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was even, so great. Even the speaking of the seance scene, whenever she does that, that's another point. Oh God, I think sh- b- shout out to my boy, my homie, my friend, even though I have no idea who he is, we've never met. Alex Wolf, Naked oh, Brothers yeah. Band, from from <laughs> Naked Brothers Band on Nickelodeon to 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 this performance because the iconic when, legendary roles, an iconic role because when he when at the end when he has come home from school, his nose is busted after he like slams it on the desk, and he he wakes back up in the house and you know his dad is dead but he doesn't know that yeah. yet. And the house, it seem, it's seemingly empty. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. And then Tony Coletti is on, Annie Annie is on the, the ceiling. Yes. And she's like chasing him. She starts to chase him. When he starts screaming and running and he's saying, mommy, mommy, I'm sorry, mommy, please, mommy, mommy. Yeah. I was like, I was instantly transported back to like trying to duck and dodge. When your yeah, parents tried to you, catch you, you was running from an ass whooping. That's he what was, it was. Yeah, he was like, no, he was like, mommy, mommy, and I was like, what? I, and he's like, I and really he's, struggled. I struggled yeah, to to, to feel. I literally, yes, I struck at that point. The whole movie, I did not feel like I was watching a movie. This entire time, I was like, I'm just watching a snapshot of these people in their lives. Mm-hmm. This is not a movie. These people are I'm not like actors the worst at this week point. of their lives. And the yeah. worst week, exactly. I was like, at this point, I was like, I was convinced that this was not acting, that this was just, they were a real, you couldn't tell me they were not a real family and that Peter was not literally trying to run from his mama about to take him out. Yeah, and especially the way he's like coughing, crying, saying mommy. Oh. It's just so, 
oh god, it's awful. I keep saying it's so awful because it is. It's truly just like they had this horrible thing happen to them because their grandmother and the cultures involved with one of the bring payment into the world. Uh, and they can't do anything about it. They literally really? were just, it was happening to them. When, yeah. when And that, what a great, of that scene, what a great, like, cut to, what a great transition. When Ari Aster has that, it's the, the editing, it's like a cut to of the house. So the house is, it's during the house, during the daytime. The outside of the house oh, is a yes. shot. And then he cuts to the house at night, right before, like, we have the reveal of the cult. And it's just all of them standing outside, Side naked, naked. Around the house. Around yeah. the house. I was like, and I remember, I didn't see it the first time. I think you were the one that pointed it out to me. Oh, yeah. And I remember watching it the second time. And I remember pausing it and just sitting in the living room, looking at all their naked bodies like, what the <laughs> I was love? like, man, what the heck? That's <laughs> like, this And is- also, like, um, whenever uh, Annie is in the corner of the room when Peter wakes up, they do, he does this cool thing where the motion lights turn on and turn off. Because when Peter came home, on his bike and uh tony club was like hiding in the car the motion lights turn on and then turn off as he goes to the front door so that second time they do it if you don't catch the cult outside you know that somebody's outside because the motion lights turn on are going on are going yeah. on exactly i'm just like oh that's such a cool like just the detail thing. just yeah, that, like the detail of it and the like continuity is ridiculous it's yeah. just it's crazy and that even that i don't even know I don't know, shout-outs to the lighting team, shout-outs to Gaff mm-hmm. at this point, because yeah, I don't Gaff, know how yeah. how they did it to to mimic. I feel like they truly were mimicking trying to see in the dark, because when she's up oh, on the ceiling like that, yes. I remember everybody in the theater kind of at first just not noticing anything. And then I remember us all at the same time being like, wait, is that, is somebody... Somebody, something up there. Somebody in this room. Yeah. Somebody in this room right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Yeah, I didn't even notice. Yeah, because I had the same thing in my theater when it happened. It was just like watching it, and you and I was wondering, like, dang, why is this like shot so big? Like, why? Why we so wide? Why is it so much space? Yeah, why are we so so wide? Why we going? And then, so like, when the motion lights turned on, I was like, oh my god, she's just up there. And then, like, when they finally uh, cut away to Peter's face. And she just like crawls well, across the, the ceiling. The crawl is nasty. The crawl oh, is the man. nastiest, most cockroach crawl. I felt like I was, you know, you go to somebody's house and you're afraid that their house is dirty, and then you see yeah. the <laughs> just like, like the cockroaches paying rent, and like, yo, what's up, homie? Uh, what you the got? Cockroach said, what's good? Cockroach said, I'm gonna take a shower. Yeah. You need to get in there. Come on, homie. Yeah. Oh god. Beat that fossil on B. I gotta think of that. <laughs> It just built, it just, what a great movie. And like that ending scene, the the horror and the terror that I feel like we, like you, as a person that's watching it, you're going through the horror and terror that Peter is going through like together. You're going through it together because as yeah. he's realizing, oh my God, she's in here. Oh my God, my dad is dead. Oh my God, she's chasing me. Where you, the audience member are like, oh my God, she's yeah. about to get him. Here we go. We're going up to the attic. Oh man, Tony Clutty is sawing her head off. What's going on? <laughs> and she's just banging her head on the attic door, just like, oh my gosh. And I All love I, the pan. I love that the, that the culmination of the movie was with, that when he he died, it was him just running out of the window in terror and mm-hmm. just fall just falling because you're just so scared, panic. you don't know what to do, and you panic and you just run out. And then that was it. It wasn't like she had to really do anything to him. He just kind of was like, I'm scared. And he ran out, and then 
And then Paymon Riz and then Paymon had risen. Paymon risen. You know another thing that made people react in the theater I was in um was when she was Annie was having the nightmare and mm. when she was talking to Peter and she says that line, um, I, I never wanted to have you. And everybody in my theater went, <gasps> oh, that's like yes. the worst thing a mom could say. I was could like, ever what? Say. And then she grabs her mouth and then it, was, the, it just yeah. keeps coming out. And she's she like, just keeps saying stuff. I yeah. want to have an abortion, but I could. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And what's crazy about it, because I think, to me anyway, this is what it meant. Like, on some level, she knew what her grandmother was doing. Yeah. That's why. That's why she covered Charlie and Peter and paint thinner and like wanted to kill all three of them because she just didn't want this to happen to them she on like knew. a subconscious level. But she kept on like, su- I guess suppressing is the right word, like suppressing her trauma. Exactly, and, just, like, and she on ignoring it and never like going to therapy or talking about it. I just and it's... and they have little nuggets. I love the that's another like just nuggets that they gave that you wouldn't know to pay attention to until after you've seen the whole movie and you realize, okay, yeah, grandma was doing cult, cult, cult stuff and she was trying yeah. to summon a demon Just god, but you don't realize by, it even, until... Yeah, even like, by the way of, like, um, her, her grandmother wanting to breastfeed Charlie, that's not normal. It was... And, she, and, and, I, and it's and just ignoring that. Because whenever she says, I couldn't even feed you, she wanted to feed you, I was like, oh, I'm thinking, oh, you know, a spoon, applesauce. <laughs> but then we, when it turns yeah. to that, when you see the, 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 the diorama, yeah. and it's her mom with her titty out trying to feed her, I was like, wait a minute. This big old granny titty's like, hold on, hold on, this ain't right. This is not okay. What is I was like, on? this hold is on. not all right. She made him two set. I was like, nah, this is not okay. But yeah, when she, so you don't think that you need to pay attention to it, but when she was in the, the group, and she's talking about um, her life and 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 just the trauma that she's gone through. And she was like, you know, my dad um, died because he literally starved himself because he had a psychotic episode. So he starved himself to death. And she was like, and then my brother had paranoid schizophrenia and he killed himself. And of course, in the letter, he blamed my mom saying that she was trying to put people in him. And you don't think anything of it yes. when you first watch it because you're like, uh, you know. Paranoid schizophrenics. You know, like, we all know the DSM five. <laughs> but then, tomato, 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 tomato. But then after you're like, oh man, she's been she's been doing this from the she's from the get go. Yeah, and she and even um even in that uh group therapy scene, and doubt is in that first one too. Yes. Yeah. So like, it's just like they had no, um, they had uh no recourse. They had no other option but to be sacrifices exactly they had no other option but to be in the at the end of the movie to have the big reveal the yeah, dead bodies kneeling at the <laughs> yeah bow down, bow down to king paymon and i think that's a great a great segue of of endings like we could go tail end to tail end because midsommar's ending is very similar of dead yeah. bodies all together in a hut about to get burnt up <laughs> About to get burnt up in that dang yellow ass. <laughs> oh God! I but was like, straight. "What?" So uh-huh. let me read. I'll I'll read the, yeah, Midsommar's. I'll read Midsommar synopsis. A little bit longer. A little bit longer than Hereditary's. So Midsommar, a couple travels to Scandinavia to visit a rural hometown's fabled Swedish midsummer festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Ooh, spooky! <laughs> oh gosh! And I uh, think I like Midsommar 
a bit more than hereditary. Only because Ooh, discourse. It's, uh, yeah. Only because it's so much weirder. And I don't know how I really feel about it. Even though I know I like it. I think I like it more because I don't know how I feel about it. I, I still, And even though I've seen it like three times at this point, I still don't know how how I really feel about it. And that's why I like it more. The, the whole sense. rest of the 30 minutes is us saying, yeah, we really don't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Just I, I like, yeah. Why did we start this podcast? There's nothing. <laughs> I will say that I one of the I I know one of the initial reasons that I remember saying this is I know that this is going to be one of my all time favorite, not even just horror movies, but movies. Period. But one of my all time favorite horror movies of all time was that I have never seen, and I'm sure that they exist. So film bros don't be coming at me saying, "Oh, you have there's movies like that that already exist." What are you talking about? They're not the first people that did it. <laughs> But I have never, I had never seen until this movie, a horror movie that took place during the daytime, all day. Yeah. Very literally, the whole movie. I think the only really true dark shots that we saw, like night shots, were in the very beginning when Danny is finding out that her sister killed herself and killed her parents. Yes. And Christian comes over. I think those are the only two like r- real night shots, like where the where the camera uses like actual like less light to convey what's happening. Oh no! But no, then there's one when um oh gosh I can't remember the uh, Josh William Jackson Harper the when he died when he died, dies and it's at he, night it's, right yeah Maladit yeah but even then like because we're 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 supposed to be on the other on the on the on other the side other of, side of the world where where there's the setting is that the sun doesn't really set. And so that, that, that day, that, that time of day, um, which is night that almost historically horror movies have used to, to convey like fear and like, Oh, something bad is about to happen. We don't get that. Instead we have just daytime. Like the scariest things that we saw in this movie were happening during the day. Like we had to see Christian have sex with this woman while all these ladies were chanting around him during the day. We so, had to see this guy's <laughs> out of his whole chest during the day. <laughs> yeah. Broad daylight. Because everything about this movie is so, like you said, in the day. and But there's a lot of, I think Midsommar is like just as dark as Hereditary is. Exactly. Like content wise. Yeah. But it's, it's, do you think it was funny? Because I thought a lot of it was funny too. Like when <laughs> Christian is like doing that mating ritual. And he's like surrounded. Yeah, his face looks so dumb, and he's surrounded <laughs> by all these women moaning in unison with the uh, woman that he's supposed to be impregnating. And then when one of the older women gets behind Christian and starts pushing his cheeks, I was, and I was like, like, "Oh, this is." I was like, "Look, what is happening?" I, I was this like, is, "This is this outrageous." Is so funny. And I think yeah. that Chris, the fact that I don't know if it was like a direct, like a like a choice in in his acting or a choice in like directing to direct him to do that, but his facial expressions the whole time, yeah, he was just dumbfounded. He was like, "What? What?" Like he like just like, he was like, "Well, what am I doing now?" And I feel like he was mm-hmm. definitely he really felt like comedic relief to me, even more so sometimes than um what's his name William 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 Poulter than than Mark yeah. than William Poulter's character yeah Mark because. Yeah. Because Christian, like, when he, even when he pulls, like, the pube out of his mouth, 
the face that he makes after the girl like yeah. is trying to like to like uh, <laughs> bewitch him. The face that he makes, he's like, oh, uh, <laughs> oh I'm, what is this? And I'm like, you dummy. <laughs> Like, you didn't even notice that like, your drink is redder than all the other people's drinks. Like, exactly. You're just like, what were you doing? And just like, oh, And, and like, I'm, it's I'm so, so sorry. Funny. Shout out to, uh, to Jack Rayner. Yeah. We're not saying that you're dumb, but yeah. you really played a dummy like, Jack very Rayner, well. Jack Rayner, they really did it. But, like, even though the, he essentially dies at the end for being a bad boyfriend, like, he's trying, like, he's so clearly over the relationship in the beginning. But he just stays because he thinks it's the right thing to do because his girlfriend's parents died. But no, like you're not doing her any favors at all by just like not by staying in a relationship that you're not emotionally invested in. That you're not supposed to be. Yeah. And then and I also I feel like we have to bring up because, you know, I never I never miss a chance to to come for the. To come for the the girl bosses and the the fake feminists, the fake white feminists. I never miss a chance. Uh, hey, come on. Because I feel like this movie definitely it kind of became like this, um, like this anthem for some, like, like white women, especially who were like, oh, you know, like hell yeah, like Danny did what she had to do, and he was a bad boyfriend, <laughs> and I'm like, no, late, like literally, she got inducted into like a racist, like yes, white supremacist cult, and she was uh, a prime, like she was a prime. Like she was primed for the for the picking at that point because her boyfriend didn't care about her and so she was susceptible. They saw her as an easy target. Yeah, Pele. Okay, so going we're gonna stick on this probably for the whole rest of the episode. Hell yeah! It's like because <laughs> like even because Pele at the very beginning when all of the uh, guys when uh, Josh, uh, Mark, Pele, and Christian are hanging out in the pizza parlor. Pele specifically says to uh, Christian, and think about all the uh, hot sushi you can impregnate in June. I was like, oh, Pele's in on this. And then, like, whenever Danny comes over to the apartment after Christian tells him that she's going to be coming to Sweden with them, after Pele says, um, talks about the May Queen, mm-hmm. he's look. he looks at Danny for, like, a very long time. He immediately like stares after. He at her. Stares at her. Yeah. And I remember. And like he's like, oh, he's he's inducting her into the cult. He's like, and that's when he brings up, oh, I'm so sorry about your parents. He's like, oh, he's trying to like empathy bomb her. Yes, and right just now, basically yeah. like groom her at that point. Like he's like he's when he gives her like the gift of like the drawing that yeah, he you're makes right, for her, and he takes like well yeah, and he takes like the and he's talking to her literally because I remember literally okay exactly what you brought up when he like how long he stares at her when he talks about the May Queen. I always watch movies and I always feel like I look for like romance and like sexual tension in sexual situations where they don't exist. <laughs> so I remember watching the movie and I remember he stared at her a long time and I was like, is Bailey trying to hit? And I was like, nah, yeah. he's not trying My. to do it, Danny. <laughs> and then whenever they're the scene, when they're in the, the 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 beds in the in the in the um the common area like the common uh, bedrooms. Do you feel held by him? And we, do you feel held by him? <laughs> and I remember all the I remember all the women and the men. Shoot, anybody that was in that was that was feeding for a relationship at that point. I remember they were in the theater. Yeah. And we were all like, oh. Ooh? We were like, ooh, and I was like, dang, Pele really was doing. He was he was laying in that work that he had to lay down so he could get her into this weird white supremacy cult? Yeah, this white supremacy And even thinking of, not sure talking about it and we're discussing it, I'm thinking about how even the the way the movie 
treats any character that isn't part of the cult or Danny is like it's almost like it's the movie is made in order to put you on Danny's side and not think about anything anybody else because even the two English um the two English people that Ingmar brings they die yes. off screen like everybody who dies like um uh, oh god who's William Poulter's character's name Mark uh, Mark, Mark right dies in Mark yeah Mark yeah Mark dies off screen uh Connie the she yes. drowned off screen like um oh gosh Connie's boyfriend I can't remember the character's name I'm sorry Simon the one who's yeah Simon when he's he like his lungs you, you like see his, his body yeah you see his body but he but dies the process off screen. happens off screen exactly and yeah. I think the only person that we even like kind of see get hit is um, William Jackson Harper's character like we see we see yeah, him like but get even hit. when he dies he like he gets dragged off screen like he's just exactly like, like, he, like he doesn't matter like everybody's like so I, I maybe i'm just like rambling but yeah like that they're also like, so that they're also expendable so except like, for danny yeah and then danny, danny is like, the this one is all that, for her yes like this is for you like here look at look at what we're doing for you and i remember i literally i was so it's like the movie it's like the movie is inducting you into the cult as the movie is about danny being inducted into this cult so that makes me like I just, it doesn't surprise me that so many people are like, yeah, good for her, good for her, yeah, Danny. Like, I was, oh, that, I was yeah. one of those people. And I, I was, yeah, being, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, like, Danny, like, go off, like, yeah, man. Yeah, pop screw. off, Danny. I was yeah. like, go ahead. I was like, ah, this hot girl summer, ah. Like, <laughs> and then I remember, Act like, up, I remember. Just <laughs> real But I was like, oh, Danny having that city girl summer, like, we here, it's lit. Yeah, we out here. We live. And then, we then, and then I remember reading the going back and reading like the the explanation of the movie and like reading through it and like listening to like Ari Aster talk and like interviews and stuff. And I was like, wait, these people were trying to get her there. This white purity. Co-. I was like, this was a yeah, true. They, they, like she even do like there's so it's so white supremacy. Even do even like the fact that the person that they follow is all. Is always a product of incest just to keep their. If that ain't you know, West it, Virginia. Them, yeah, what is it to keep their. Um, uh, like their, their mind pure, unclouded. right? Yes. It's like unclouded or their unclouded intuition. Yes. And I was like, this yeah. is not only ableist, but just yeah. weird and racist. <laughs> and so West Virginia deliverance, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, but like how much. But seriously, like how much. Purer can you get than some that are than part of, of yeah the part of incest and somebody who's only from the cult. It's definitely it was giving them. it was giving um English monarchy. It was giving <laughs> oh yeah you're right English it was monarchy giving, that's yeah exactly it was giving all of that. Oh, I I I can't describe like I can't even God I can't even describe how just taken aback truly the same feelings that i was feeling in hereditary but on like a i guess you're right on an even higher level i was taken aback the entire movie every time something happened when when the old when they when the elders were when they were walking up and i felt like we were in the movie with these people because as they were like what's going on we were like well what's going on and when the elders started climbing up to the top they were like no 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 there's no way this is gonna happen and i was like oh yeah, yeah no 
there's no way this is gonna happen. I was like, yeah, this is a movie and there's dramatic things that are gonna happen, but not this. I was like, there's no way these people are gonna jump off of this cliff. And they jumped <laughs> off the cliff. And there's we, no way. <laughs> and then everybody in the theater was like, this. oh my God. And then this is really real. And then whenever homie wasn't dead yet, and as soon as I saw him wheezing, I was like, nah, so what are they, they just going, they just going to wheel him off, right? I was like, that's it. They just going to wheel him away. <laughs> he's, I was like, he's, 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 he's still kind of alive. I was like, they just going to take him back. They're and surely not going to hit him with a damn mallet. <laughs> I was like, not the, oh not the mallet to the face. And then they bashed not the Eustace the County dog mallet, no. And then we kept getting like, it was almost like we were going through like desensitization training because we had to keep seeing his face get smashed over and over. And I was like, mm-hmm. this, I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't like it. I don't want to. Now that you're saying this, I think the entire, we were probably thinking the same things that Danny was feeling at this time as well. Yeah, right? Yes. Think, Just like, so like, like I, oh, wow. I, yeah, I really think, wow, this movie probably was like, and I'm sure it's not by coincidence because it's so because he's so detail oriented. We really were going hope, on the I hope, same. I know. I hope Ariaster one day. I hope Ariaster listens to this podcast episode. I hope yeah. it somehow reaches him, and I hope he's sitting back, sipping his like his scotch on the rocks, like yeah, that's right, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest of all time. I'll make another one too. I'll do it care. again. <laughs> That's right. I'll make it more, was me. I I'll did make it. more horror movies about grief. <laughs> I'll make another one. They can't stop me. They'll never stop me. I'm Ari Aster. It's me. Man, I hope that's his real voice too. It's like, uh. <laughs> Ari Aster sounds like uh, a like a 1920s criminal. Yeah, I did it. I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, see, so get on back here with that uh, money. Yeah, yeah. yeah give, me, give me the bag. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, see, I'll make the horror movies and I'll kill them all. Kill them all. I'll kill every boy, every man. Yeah, uh, family oh, tragedy. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, come on, come on, get in the back, get in the back scene. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get all these actors to do their best. Oh my gosh, speaking of at the the acting, this is the movie. I remember I'd never seen anything that Florence Pugh had ever done. This was the first time I ever saw Florence Pugh act in anything. Me too. I immediately was in love with her because I was like, one, I always I I feel like body body representation is very important in movies and I feel like she was the first person that I saw, no, not the first person that I saw, but her body, definitely not skin color obviously. But her body type, like yeah. the like her like sh- her her thighs were thick. She had like curves. She wasn't like five foot eleven and like super stick thin like the majority of horror movie like leading women are. Yeah, she wasn't like um. How have you ever seen that Twitter of how uh, male authors describe the female protagonists in their books? Yes, like she wasn't like most female protagonists in movies are like that we're just like she had a sundress and was 24 years old hot but not conceited like, okay <laughs> but she doesn't know it she's blonde she, yeah, she, she also it. has streaks of red but, <laughs> but it's completely natural her yeah. her sizes are 42 20 59 and i'm like what <laughs> how is she first of all how is she upright she's falling how over. is she standing exactly yeah and so i love that's just into, a, yeah the one thing I loved was I was like, okay, I love I love seeing like just casting where we're like I'm like seeing someone who 
is who who looks who who I can like see myself. Looks as. like I somebody I could see in real life. Exactly who I can who I yeah. who I can see in real life, and so that immediately. And then I was like, she's just I again. I felt the entire time it felt very real to me. I felt like I was literally just watching this girl go through this and not watching yeah. her. I never once felt like I was watching her perform when she was taking the shrooms and she starts to panic a little bit and she gets yeah, up she has an anxiety and she's attack. like, yeah. no. And she's like, no, 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 no. I was like, Oh my God. And then when I found out that whole oh. girl wasn't even, wasn't even American. Yeah. I was like, yeah, they take it all our what? roles. They take it. I was jobs. like, what? because I was like, she, what an incredible, it's... because I feel like to me, the majority of, um, you know, like the, when English women sometimes do it in American accent, like, and they yeah. do like the, like the Emma Watson and perks of being a wallflower, Charlie, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to tell you this. And like, everything <laughs> is overpronounced and you're like, Oh, you can kind of tell. Yeah. I, it felt so, I don't even know what dialect she trained in. To do it, but it just felt I literally could not tell. Whatever it was, she did it right because I didn't she know. She did it right. I saw movie interviews. So shout out to Porn oh, yeah, for being a, a she's homegirl is is about she's the truth. She's a, she's and also the truth. just like both uh, a a little bit back to hereditary, but Tony Collette's crying scene when she learned that Charlie died, and uh, Florence Pugh's like crying scene. When she learns about her family and she's just in Christian's arms. Just and like just a- agony. Yeah. Those, but I think that's what really, like, if you want to talk about, like, horror, not in the traditional sense, it's like a existential horror where it's just like, this is a thing that happens to all of us at some yeah. point in our lives. And it's just so uncomfortable and you can't get away, away from it. But you really want to you do want to not you just want to do anything to like not watch this movie and feel what they're feeling right now because their screams were so guttural and and just real real and just like primal it was really they both did an incredible job and but i know we're talking about the midsummer portion right now so i'll focus on yeah because i can't she oh i can't because i can't imagine i could never imagine i don't want to ever imagine awful it's so yes like a, a, a mother Seeing her child's decapitated body in a backseat, I could never imagine what that's like. But Tony Coletti showed me what it probably yeah. would feel like, and I could never imagine finding out that my sibling literally murdered both my parents, and then both our parents, and then hooked up the exhaust pipe directly to her mouth, so she would yeah. be sure that she died. I don't ever want to imagine what that feels like. But Florence Pugh showed me what that it must have felt but, like, and just hurt her. I think. Her sister's name is Terry, or Ter- I can't. I think I think I want to say Terry. But when they show that image of her and she has like the vomit on her shirt as oh. well, it was just horrific. Like the horror in both of these movies are so real, different, real, just it's real, so real. Human, it's just like yeah, the human it's, experience. Though, Honestly, yeah, being alive every day is a horror story. So yeah, that. it's it's harder every day, dog. It's an American horror story. <laughs> Being black in America, that's a real American that's horror, a real story. horror story. About, Next week, get, get that out. Ryan Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. It's just like it's real. I think that's what makes them so great to me. It's just it even Midsummer doesn't have that much supernatural stuff as much as Hereditary does. But it's just like real human existential. Like it's just 
living is the main like trauma. Yeah, just being alive. Just being alive. <laughs> Ari uh, said, it? "Horror movie, being alive, <laughs> run with it." Yeah, <laughs> this is it. This is, cut the check. Let's cut get it the right check. <laughs> Truly, it and it it really is. And I never even thought about that, like of of how horrific that those things were. Like that's a main part of the horror is not yeah. is not the not the you know Simon's body strung up by the lungs. Not not the pube in the water that's the horror yeah. was like the fam like the way that they had to deal with this trauma and this grief yeah and for danny it was her fa- her sister killing herself and her parents and just living and just living with the weight of that yes and being alone it's just a horror no it just yeah all you yeah, got is living yeah, yeah. Is your it's dumb boyfriend <laughs> christian's dumbass you know what also made me laugh is Christian at the end in that damn bear suit. Like, <laughs> it, that made me laugh so hard. Just like the last shot of him inside of and the And he head. just like, his just, eyes are like, like, oh? Just like, oh? Christian's last moment of dumbassery. I was like, you stupid. <laughs> just, just he's like, yeah, the lady says, you cannot move. You cannot speak. You cannot speak. He said, oh, I okay. can't. Oh, Okay. And just his dumbass just getting sewn up in the bear suit, and then he's just sitting there. He's like, ah, the predator. Ah, he's just like <laughs> the dumbest, the dumbest man of these of this movie. Christian, shout outs to Christian for being the dumb dumb. Just a big dumb dumb. Oh, you know what? Also, I hold on. I wrote notes about it. I just wanted to make sure that we get it in. You know, um, Igmar, the Pele's brother who brought Connie and Simon. Yes. To the yeah. Okay. So there's one scene where Connie is talking about how they met uh, Ingmar, and she, and Ingmar says, "Oh, uh, me and Connie actually used to date," and then Connie says, uh, "No, we went on one date, and I didn't even know it was a date, and then I met Simon, and now we're getting married." And so I was like, "Oh, Ingmar brought them here on some incel shit specifically because like, he was he mad had sex he, with Connie exactly, and then." He, He's he, gonna sacrifice. He chose both of them for sacrifices because he's. An he got his feelings hurt. Exactly. He got his. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, everybody in this cult sucks. And they're and like, all I'm the so, worst. Yeah, every. And he, I'm so he shocked. Definitely has a Reddit. He definitely has like a Reddit. Yeah, he's yeah. a part, and he's a part of a group that talks about like how horrible women are and how they just tease. Yeah, Ingmar's. That's definitely Ingmar. He's got a Blue Lives Matter TikTok. Oh, he, gross! He's updating it. Yeah, gross. and just like. I was so, and I only caught that on like when I rewatched it. I was so shocked that I was so about Danny being in the cult when I first watched it. Now, like after rewatching, it's like, oh wow, I really got indoctrinated into this cult. Yeah, because I was like, I did not even notice that Ingmar was, yeah, I did not even notice that Ingmar was a straight up asshole. Because I was, I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, well, I was like, when she has her little smile at the end, I was like, well, I guess it's not bad. She got people that love her. (laughs) I was like, yeah, they murdered her friends and all these other people, but I guess it wasn't too horrible. And then I really like, after, I think after like a week and like a rewrite it and figuring stuff out, I was like, wait a minute, Mia, these people are great. I was like, girl, yeah, you're rooting like, for the clan right now. Hold on. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, they straight up, they, uh, not to be too vulgar, but they straight up, they nigga knocked Josh. Oh. They skinned, they skinned Mark alive and like wore his skin as a suit. Yes. They drowned Connie. They blood eagled, uh, 
Um, they hung my Simon. boy up like Hannibal, like like Hannibal the series. Yeah, and they had Christian's dumbass in that bear suit. And like, Ooh, and Christian's like, Ooh, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> and even the even I know it's part of their culture. So like, and even that's probably just like a way for them to ease Danny into like some mess. The death, up, yeah, like the death of it. But the two people, yeah, the two people, elderly people doing the uh, ritualistic suicide at the beginning. That's really messed up. Yeah, because I'm gonna be honest. I don't care. Even if I was part of the cult, once my butt turns seventy two and they start talking about some, oh, we're gonna have the ritual. I'm gonna say, oh, you gonna catch my old behind leaving. Yeah, I'm gonna be out. Uh, like, yeah, deuces. Seventy two is real young. I'm like, serious. That's like, like I'm seventy two. I'm retired. I'm trying to go to Vegas and shake my old butt. Like I'm yeah, I'm trying. Try, yeah, trying I'm to shake trying my to, old ass at the at the, 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 the at the. <laughs> You and Patrick got there shaking it, yeah. Right at the at the the uh, the Lady Gaga residency, you know what I'm Hell saying? Yeah, I can see like Patrick crushing high noons, and you just like just shaking the shit, and like, hey, let's go, let's lit. I'm ready to see the. I'm ready for the. I'm ready for Megan Thee Stallion's uh, residency when it when I'm seventy. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be City Girls and Megan Thee Stallion. Oh residency. my god! And I will be there. That's what I'm gonna spend all my time. My social security checks are going straight to City Girls. And Megan the Stallion. I will pay if City Girls ever go back to jail, either of them, I will pay their bail so I can make it. Sure. I do that now. I don't care. They got it, yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Oh man. But I I like to be like <laughs> Yeah. I, they make me act up. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I love both them girls. I can't help it. Shout out, shout out to Megan Stallion and the City Girls. Y'all, y'all the yeah. truth. We lay y'all. Hope y'all hope y'all are watching this. Hope y'all about to go watch Mr. Martin yeah. in Hereditary. But, uh, and I the the I think the last time I'll bring it up about like watching stuff back and being like oh my god how did I not even notice that the very beginning of Midsommar he shows you the whole movie yes the audacity Ari Aster if you're listening the audacity of you to do that yeah and it like opens up like it's a curtain like it's like a play starting yes and it's just like a whole panel of the entire movie the whole movie and what's so crazy I forgot that that part of the movie even existed when i saw it twice only on the third time watching i was like oh wait i forgot was this here the whole time i made oh, a this whole, is the whole movie wait i was i made a whole tiktok about it i was like i'm really stupid so y'all yeah. <laughs> i did not i i swear like there must have been something it must be like the cult indoctrination tactics that he used in the movie i truly feel I like i did not forgot see I must have been going yeah. to get popcorn at that time. There's no way. There's no I way. I must have been late coming back from the bathroom. There's no way. This is a, this is a director's cut. There's no way that he did this. There's no way that he put this into the, the movie in theaters. There's no way. The this whole is outrageous. Man's even showed us the... He had a picture of the girl literally menstruating into his cup. And I didn't yeah. question it the first time I saw it. What what was I thinking? Man, he I was really, like, like Christian. And also, yeah, I... um. There's uh when Christian is burning in the outhouse in that bear <laughs> costume. I, there's I was looking at some YouTube videos analyzing Midsummer and the sound of it. There's like his Christian screams are mixed in with the music as the score too. So yeah. So like there's so much stuff that in the is movie disrespectful. That's, like, that yeah, is so disrespectful. Built, it's so like built around us not um questioning 
this cult and its motives because we just want to be like happy for Danny. Yeah, because Danny just wants to be happy and finally feel like she belongs somewhere. Just be okay. And it really like it really made me think about how people not just not indoctrinated in occults, but like start being part of like the groups like the KKK or being or being racist or being homophobic and things like that. Well, because like people I'm trying to organize this thought as I'm running. I'm running on the treadmill. But, yeah, like, but like, like how people like there's so much about us thinking about how people could, how could somebody think this or how could somebody say that? Yeah, like Jim it's Jones. Really how could y'all drink somebody, that Kool Aid? Yeah, the people that uh, it probably introduced them to those horrible ideas came to them when they were probably in grief. Yes, when they were yeah. alone, when they were completely, when they were just susceptible and and and, yeah. and vulnerable and at a low point and they were like oh you you feel like you don't have anyone you feel like nobody's looking out for you well that's because they're not and guess why it's because these black people or because these gay people are yeah. taking the things from you and they're gonna change your way of life and they're gonna make it things even worse for you so come join us we'll take care of you we'll show you what's yeah. right or even being part of a church that says those kind of things. It's just like, oh, well, they can't be wrong because they were there for me when, when no my parents was. died. Or they were there for me when I needed help paying my rent that one time. Yes. They were helping me. So how could they be wrong here if they were right here? Exactly. You know? It's like, it's so... It's, that, it's Manipulation so 101. Yeah. And it's crazy. Dang. Poor Danny. Even the empathy bombing when uh, after Danny sees Christian having his happy sex fun time. Yeah, and then all the women are like, oh, it's They're okay. grieving with her like, oh, th- I was like, oh, wow, they're really like empathy bombing her. Yeah, they were trying so to show her, look, this is the last person that we're you here thought for you could you. trust and be with. And look yeah. at what he's doing to you. But, but we're yeah, that here was the for last you now. They were several, yeah, we're here for you. This is us for you. And then she's... And even though she got indoctrinated to a cult, I still feel like, oh, this is what she needed. This is this is why it was so easy for her to do it, because the, she needed somebody to empathize with her because she was alone, and Christian wasn't doing it. None of Christian's friends. She had, like, ah, it's so confusing. Exactly. No, Cause you're like, right. She, yeah, because, like, I, this is, She like, didn't have anyone, this, because... This so- isn't good for her. And then, Obviously, it's not good for her, but she. This is what she needed. And I want to say, so, where uh, was the girl? Well, you know, in the beginning of the movie, where Danny is talking to somebody on the phone, isn't she talking like her friend? Yeah. Where yeah, was that girl? Like, where were you at, girl? Like, your your homegirl really yeah. needed you, and that's not a city girl. That's not hot girls. That's not what hot girls do. And hot girls don't leave at, the hot <laughs> girls behind when their family she gets was, killed. <laughs> no. Where were you? She was at that residency in 2075. She was popping it. <laughs> she like, was, dang. She was going shit. She yeah. said, dang, Danny, I know your parents just died, but Megan Thee Stallion got a show and I got to go. <laughs> I got to bust it open right now. I'm going to get me some. Oh, yeah, man. What a, what, what a wild, movies. what a wild ride. So at the, yeah. I guess we're coming to the end of this episode. And I don't even really know what my ending thoughts are, except... Ari Aster, you're just so weird. Oh, also, the last thing, I completely forgot about this. I, so I remember it was like, I think it was during COVID. And I was like, you know, Ari Aster is so cool. I just, I need to find out like more things that he's done. He's had to have made more stuff. And so he had two feature films and those, and it was Hereditary and Midsommar and that was it. And I was like, well, what, has he made anything else? So I went 
and I found his short film. He made this is the first short oh, film that he ever made. Think about the Johnson. Yes, and I was like, ooh, yeah. I bet there's a twist. What is it? Y'all don't. If there's one thing, I, I never tell people to not watch a movie, but don't watch that movie. It's, <laughs> don't no, do it. You gotta watch it. It's like the way who in their right mind would make a short movie about a son molesting his father. I was like, that like, is so like. I oh. literally was like this. I remember watching it, and I remember saying, I will never, I'm never going to bring this up except for when I'm in therapy, because I feel like this was just wrong, and I feel like Ari Aster should be punished for this. Like, as so, and the fact that he made that in film school, it's just like, the, the scene that gets me the most is... <laughs> the first scene, obviously, like, when, uh, when he has the, the picture, picture on Pearl's... Yeah, he the um, son is masturbating, and then the dad catches him, and then the dad just says, "Oh, this is the thing that a father should do." Just like it's son, it's perfectly normal. Everybody does it. Don't worry about it. You're fine. And then when he leaves, and like they zoom in on the kid's hand, it's a picture of his dad. I paused like, the movie. Swimming trunks. I was like, I paused the movie, and I was like, "Am I gonna finish this?" And then I remember finishing the rest of the movie. The spoiler alert: the end of the mo- the the movie is, is that you know this this the son has been kind of just abusing the father for his entire life, even though (laughs) I don't know, I don't know how that would have happened, but the son has been abusing his father his entire life. And then the dad runs out into the street and, and dies because he's trying to get away from the son. So I remember watching the movie, it's a short film. And I remember the end of the movie, I was just sitting there in the dark and I was like, well, I guess Ari Aster couldn't have had them all. They can't all be great. (laughs) (laughs) I still, it was really, I still liked it. It was still I, really I, weird. I had to acknowledge it was weird, but I couldn't, I couldn't say that I, I couldn't say that I, I that enjoyed I had it, a, yeah. I had a good time, I had a good time. T- tune in next time where we talk about uh, Tusk. <laughs> Tusk. <laughs> oh, man. For no, those of you who don't, like the, those of you who don't oh, know, man. Tusk, Tusk is a movie that Lou, Lou saw this movie, told me the entire movie start to finish told yeah. it to me relayed it to me spent like an hour relaying the front entire movie back. to me front to back i told lou what the hell i'm never gonna watch that movie and then for a week i thought about the movie and i couldn't stop thinking about the movie to the point where i had to watch the movie myself and then i got really angry and i was like oh god damn it, lou. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so you're so mad that you didn't like it and i was so like I was bummed. I loved it. I ended up really... Oh, did you like it? Oh, I liked okay. it, and I couldn't stop thinking about it for, like, months after I finally watched it. I was like, uh... And then it just became, like, this thing that... We're getting off topic because we came here to talk about Hereditary Midsommar, but we'll, at some point, we'll talk about Tusk. Maybe not in a month, maybe not in a year, but yeah. at some point, we will definitely It'll talk about Justin Long in a, in, a, in a seal suit. In a seal suit fighting for his motherfucking life. <laughs> Looking like Christian. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, uh, I, I guess, I, yeah, as we're winding down, thinking about both Hereditary and Midsommar, they're really, like, the, I won't say, like, this is what they're about, this is the main theme, but I think one of the main through lines between the both of them are these, or uh, a family and in Hereditary, and this particular woman in Midsommar having this tragedy happen to them, and them processing 
their trauma and their grief and all the and sometimes there have these like outside forces that influence their trauma and their grief and how they respond yeah. to those outside like stimuli it's so great it's just like it's just like the world the world happening to you while you're trying to live your life and how do you respond that it's so great. I really, really love these movies a lot. Dang. The appointed note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> hey, I got something in there rattling around. That was it. my last brain cell. That was all I had left. <laughs> my, last, <laughs> that was the, my last brain cell that was trying to navigate one. Ari Aster movies. Yeah, yeah that, that one brain cell was like curling. It was doing deadlifts. It was trying to keep it going, but now was, that's yeah, all that I got. That one brain cell was on the on the ceiling like, to, like Tony yeah. Collette, just crawling yeah, it around. Was, it's scurrying away now. All it's going to do now is eat McDonald's and uh, <laughs> play Roblox. That's all it's got left. Oh, man. Uh, so this is this is us signing off on the, yeah. the second episode. I hope I hope that y'all, if you haven't seen the movies, I hope you go watch Hereditary and Midsommar. And if you have seen them, yeah. I hope you go watch, go watch them again. again. <laughs> I hope us like uh, dicking around about these two movies like inspires you to watch them because they're both really really great. I don't think like us doing like an hour because we could like easily have done like a whole day just talking about them because they're so dense. I just it's but, like so good. Yeah. But One day we'll do like, a commentary. We'll do a play a commentary. <laughs> that we play it and we'll just commentate the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh dang the head came off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man really, yeah um oh and uh i think we've decided i know the uh the upload has been sporadic it's, but uh hey we only have two so i don't know you can say sporadic but i think we're gonna try and upload uh these on mondays yeah no more movie mondays you know yeah by every every oh, other week yeah bi-weekly um on mondays so, so catch us catch us started yeah not this monday week off right but next Monday, yeah, with when you're going to that job, black you don't like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you and you and the last thing you need is two black people in your ear talking about, yeah, and then Tony Colletti shaved the head off. Yeah, and she <laughs> talking about, yeah, Danny was up there with them flowers. <laughs> oh man, oh, Danny was the main queen. Good. Make queen, oh, she man. won the dance. So catch us, Yo. catch us. What? Yeah, catch us on Mondays. Last thing about Midsummer <laughs> when when I because this is stuck out to me too when she's doing the may queen dance they made sure that she made that dance the last two people just like just fall into each other they just but yeah, yeah they, they just, just crashed into each other and fall they just did that on purpose they knew what they were on doing purpose, so she went man can't trust them the hagar and them punk ass hagar <laughs> hagar yeah Helga and them. <laughs> a lame Shout outs to the Trash. Scandinavian people, unless you're a racist. No shout outs. Yeah, unless yeah, unless you're down with the neo Nazis, yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. But if you're just cool and, and you want us to come see your culture, then shout outs to you. But other than that, yeah, boo. you, you got to be like the production designer at Midsommar who was talking about how like every time something bad happened, he wanted the Swedish flag colors in the back. Yeah. He's like, yeah, <laughs> y'all said, know yeah. what racism is about. Yeah, y'all <laughs> know what this is. He said, we out here calling about. Yeah, gang, gang. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, um, bi-weekly Mondays. Catch us. We're gonna catch us yeah, Monday catch us, next. Yeah, we're gonna try and stick to the schedule. We're gonna do our best. If we don't, man, <laughs> flash y'all forward. know what it is. We, flash forward. We they didn't. Yeah, they flash, didn't yeah. stick to the schedule at all. 
<laughs> we did it. They didn't do their best. All right. Laters. <laughs>